So this morning, we, well, we've been talking for a while, actually, about some, some good habits. And we're not going to be in, in 2 Peter chapter 1 today, but we're still going to talk about another habit today. And I think that habit, really, that I want to focus on, it's pretty obvious, really, it's the habit of being, of being thankful. You think about that word this morning, and what, is, what does it mean to be thankful? You know, right now, I think we're probably full of, uh, of bacon and eggs and waffles, which ladies and everyone that helped with every aspect of this, thank you. Really, really appreciate that. Let's, can we give that up for, for those ladies in particular? Yeah. <laughs> A little bit too much waffles back there. Yeah. But to be thankful means to be full of what? Right. It means to be full of thanks. And if we were to have another habit in our life, that it's not a part of Second Peter as we'd be going through, but, but thankfulness would be a, a really important thing to have in our life. What it, what it says in Scripture, let's look at a couple of Scriptures, and I don't have this on the screen this morning. I want to encourage you to, to use your phones, use your Bibles, if you will. And let's take a look at a couple of passages here. The first one that we're going to look at is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verse 18 together. Verse 18 is a, it's a great verse, and it simply says this. It says, To give thanks in all circumstances. I'm going to pause here for a second. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, I know sometimes it seems like there's some circumstances that it's difficult to give thanks in. This isn't particularly saying to give thanks for the circumstance, but it says to give thanks in the circumstance. Circumstances are tough. They can be. They can be great. You know, they're different. They change from day to day. They change from, from moment to moment. But God says to give thanks in all circumstances. And I wonder kind of what our habit really is when it comes to, you know, to giving thanks. You know, depending on the circumstance, it seems like circumstance rules our lives sometimes, doesn't it? You know, if it's a good day, you know, do the people around you know it? If it's a bad day, maybe people around you really know it, you know? Your attitude's different, the way you treat other people, the things that you say. And maybe at that time in our life, our we are really not thankful or full of other things. But it says to give thanks in all circumstances. And the rest of the verse is key because it says, For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's God's will that you give thanks. That's what He's called us to do because when we give thanks, certain things happen in our lives. We remember all the things that God's done. When we are not thankful people, it's usually because we've forgotten different things that God has done in the past. And to be thankful people is really to be people that remember. To be people that remember what God has done and currently what He's doing in our lives. There's a um, passage of, of Scripture as well. Let's look at a couple of more. We're going to be in Psalms. So if you want to, let's turn to Psalm 100. Psalm 
amazing how slow I am still on my phone. <laughs> We're going to look at Psalm 100. Let's look at, we can just even start at verse 1. And this is really what we did a moment ago. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with what? With singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. Why is that important? <laughs> we get that confused sometimes. Know that the Lord, He is God. It's He who made us and we are His. We're His people and the sheep of His pasture. But then it says this. It says, enter His gates with what? With thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. And then verse 5 it says this. For what? For the Lord is what? We sang about that too. You are good. It's a good song to have in your head. The Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And His faithfulness to all generations. Let's look at one more psalm. Psalm 95, verse 2. Actually, we'll back up to verse 1 again. Psalm 95, verse 1 says this, O come. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come, again, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. And one of the things you'll notice as you go through Scripture, when you read through Psalms especially, God is always talking about giving thanks. It's got to be something that's a regular habit in our lives. It can't be just something that we wait for Thanksgiving, right? But it's important for us to have regular times in our life to stop and to give thanks. I'm going to give you a suggestion later on today that I think will be a good way for you every day to establish this habit. Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about habits. We're talking about great habits to have. And one of those is definitely thankfulness. Being thankful people. One of, the, one of the reasons that we need to be, um, why do we struggle, I think, with thankfulness? And I, I'm going to, we're a small group, obviously, so I can kind of just throw this out there, but I'm kind of curious what your take is. Anybody have any thoughts on why? Why do you struggle, and I say we, maybe, maybe you're great at it, I don't know. If you are, then, then awesome. But if you struggle sometimes with thankfulness, why? Always looking for more. Interesting. Being content. Not being, not being content. Okay? Interesting. Interesting. Um, who else wants to tackle that? Consistently being surrounded by negativity. Okay? And so, we're really talking about circumstances, but, the, but difficult circumstances that surround. It's a good point. What else? Anybody have a thought? Why you struggle? Yeah. Busyness. You don't have time to stop, to slow down, to be thankful. Well, I think one of the key things that sticks out was, is what you said, and, and I was thinking about this, is this whole aspect of being content. This aspect of being content, this aspect of, of, being, of being happy. Um, how do you how do you deal with that? And, and we look, there's some passages I want us to turn to today. 
I want you to turn, if you would, in your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 6 through 10 this morning. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 10 is where we will, where we'll head. As you're turning there, there's a, and I'm, hopefully I don't butcher this, um, trying to remember the, the, the person that said this, but there's a quote that I read this week about contentment. They said, the guy said, basically there's, there's two things that me, make people unhappy. The first thing is not getting what you want. The second thing is getting what you want. You're like, well, great. Well, I can never be content. I can never be happy, you know? And he shares this story, uh, actually, in this book that I'm reading about the whole thought of, of, in his mind, and I'm sure this is one definitely here that would disagree, and going to Disney World, kind of having it hyped up all these years, and then he finally went, and he's like, eh, it's okay, you know? But there's different things, yeah, no, right? There's different things that, that maybe you've saved up for, maybe you, you wanted all this time, and then you finally get it, and it's like, you know what, it's not quite as satisfying as I thought it would be. And that's, that's how life is at times. If we, we really think it would be amazing to get it, you know, we're unhappy till we get it, and then we get it, and we're like, well, what's the big deal? Maybe for us it was a raise, right? You know, like, if I just could make this certain amount of money, and then you have it, and then all of a sudden you think, where did the money go? Now it's like I don't have enough money for, for this thing. And you just climb this ladder of discontent over and over. And I think that's interesting as we read 1 Timothy chapter 6. In 1 Timothy 6, 6, it says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. If you can have godliness with contentment, that's, that's an amazing thing. Can you learn to be content? And it goes on to say this. He says, For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. You know? And you've heard the old phrase, possibly, you never see a, a U-Haul following a hearse. Right? You can't take it with you. You brought nothing in, you can take nothing out. And he says, but this, he says, but if we have food and clothing, with these we will, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. And then it says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It's through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs, or in some other versions, with many griefs. The whole pursuit of more more stuff and more stuff and the time that goes into that and, and, and you look back and you think, where did all the time go? What if you could just be content? What if you could just be thankful? How would your life be different? That's why God's called us to thankfulness and this habit is something that, that needs to be a major part of our life. You know, one of the things that, uh, that I think that we, we need to do many times is just to realize um, the things that, that we have. But before we, we, we dig into that, let's take a look at another passage of Scripture. We're going to look at Colossians chapter 3. 
verses 15 through 17. Thanks, man. It's a great passage. Colossians 3, 15 through 18 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And then what does it say? And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another, in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with what? Thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word, what you say, in deed, right, the actual actions, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through Him. It says in that, in that small, small passage, to give talks about giving thanks three different times. This, this aspect is all over Scripture. It would be really interesting. I'd encourage one of you all to do a study on just how many times thankfulness shows up. From Genesis to Revelation, it will blow your minds. Giving thanks in all circumstances. It's God's will for us. And one of the things that we need to do, we, we need to be thankful Okay, thankful. We need to learn the aspect of, of being content. And I think part of that contentment is realizing, realizing what we have. Um, it's this aspect of, of slowing down enough to be mindful of that. One of the things I've, uh, I've been doing over the last um, six weeks now or so, I've been, I've been on this new diet plan. And one of the things that it's been trying to get me to do is what's called mindful eating. Has anybody ever heard of this? Yeah? All right. So I'm not crazy. All right, good. Mindful eating. You know, what we do typically is we, we go throughout the day and we're so busy, we just grab food and we're not even thinking about it. We're just, you know, that's definitely been me. And, and if you're not really thinking about what you're eating, you're just shoving stuff in your face, which has been my habit for years, you know, you kind of tend to balloon a little bit because you're not paying any attention. And, you know, I, my parents many times have told me, you know, Lance, slow down, you inhale your food. Is anybody, is anybody a food inhaler? Yeah, okay. I hear it. Let's all get together and talk about this, okay? <laughs> when you inhale food, you're not, you know, Diane, we'd go out to eat, and, you know, it's a, it could be, it doesn't matter what kind of food, if it was pizza or fancy food, you know, on our anniversary, I would just, just tear through my food. And I look over there, and she's like, you know, just slowly and just, you know, looking around and kind of like, you know, just enjoying it to the point that I've already finished mine, and I'm starting to want to eat her food, you know? And she's always just like, Lance, you always feel like stressed out watching you eat because I can't slow down long enough to enjoy my own. There's a difference between inhaling food and enjoying food, right? And what she was really doing was mindful eating. She was taking the time to realize, oh, that's a piece of steak on my fork, you know? And then she would taste it. I'm not sure I tasted it. You know what I mean? I'm just hungry. Give me food now. Well, as you probably know, if you've ever been on a diet... Usually on a diet, not on mine, unfortunately, right now, there's typically a, like a free day, 
Does anybody understand the whole aspect of free day? Yeah, or free meal, even I would kill for that. You know, and during that time, you're like, you're like, oh, pizza, you know, cake, you know, all these kinds of things. And you like, for whatever reason, right, you just enjoy it more then than you ever have. And you might just even take it slow and savor it. You ever had something you haven't had in the longest time or it's, you know, something mom makes or something at Thanksgiving that they only make once a year or Christmas, you know, and then you, you have it and you're just like, oh, you know, like I know the, you know, Christmas morning sticky buns, you know, you know, that's to be savored, that moment of time with family. It's just this tradition that we have of eating sticky buns. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, there, you don't make those any other time of the year. If you do, it's almost wrong. It's like, that's a, th- that's a Christmas thing. But there's this aspect of savoring, realizing what's in front of you, tasting of it, okay? There's a passage of Scripture that just popped into my head, just reminded me of this, where it says, taste and see. You know this passage? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good because He is good. And when you slow down to taste, when you slow down to realize His goodness and His grace, His, you know, it changes. It, that's that mindfulness of realizing how good God is. We need to be mindful eaters, if you will, when it comes to the things of God. And mindfulness really is thankfulness. It's realizing, it's stopping, it's slowing down to realize everything God has done, everything God is doing. If we were to have that attitude where we're, we're not just inhaling life, then we would be able to slow down and to really understand what it means to be thankful people and to be thankful people. Thankfulness needs to be a huge, huge part of a Christian's life. Especially, if there's any people that should be thankful, it should be us. I want to read um, something to you, and I want to give you an idea that will help you to establish this habit. For me, with the whole diet thing, I've got this app that helps me and encourages me and reminds me and holds me accountable and this kind of thing. There are some rhythms, if you will. There are some accountability structures sometimes that we need in our life that help us to do certain things. Church is one of those. Just simply coming to church on Sunday mornings is a a natural rhythm that really helps us to stop and to be thankful people, to stop and to be people that worship the Lord, people that consider, slow down long enough to consider where our lives are at on a weekly basis, you know? That's an important thing. And so what is something that we can do in our lives that will help you to be more thankful people? And I I got this idea from reading this book. It's really a a cool book. It's called um, 4040, Clarifying Your Your Mission, in, in midlife, and it's an interesting book because it goes through the book of Ecclesiastes, which is a fascinating, fascinating book. And so, so there's this lady, Anne Voskamp. Anybody know her? 
I thought you knew her and you were just scratching. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> and she wrote this book, 1,000 Gifts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you, you just instinctively, you know. So she wrote this book, and she, she challenges people to do this, to list three things each day for which they're grateful. These could be big or small things from a healthy child to a piece of chocolate, okay? Big and little things. But you have to list them in writing each day. He says that will cost you. You'll have to find a pen and paper and 30 seconds of time, okay? Or if you, you know, are going to use that as an excuse like I would, then you can write it on the notes app in your phone, okay? But write it. 30 seconds. Take time to write down every day three things that you're thankful for. And I'm not going to do what we typically do because I don't want to spoil it because you're probably already thinking of your three things for like Thanksgiving. I know if you're like us, you go around the table and Everybody says, I'm thankful for my family. You know, we, also, we are, right? And that's okay, you know? But everyone, like, steals off of each other, you know? <laughs> but if you were to practice now, today, tomorrow, and you got this as a habit, you would just be, like, spitting out things you were thankful for around the Thanksgiving table. But if you do this, this is what they say to expect in return. A relative absence of stress and depression, an added ability to make progress toward important personal goals, higher levels of determination and energy, a closer feeling to others, and a desire to build stronger relationships. And the last one is listed here, 25% more happiness. How many of you would like 25% more happiness? Yeah. That's like, really? Of course. And, and, and if you're wondering why this is so specific, it says this is backed by science, which Ann cites. One expert in the field is this professor of psychology, and she writes, the more a person is inclined to gratitude, the less likely he or she is to be depressed, anxious, lonely, envious, or neurotic. <laughs> I love that. Gratitude intentionally expressed three or more times a day is a pretty low-cost way to get high-octane results. And in the words of Jesus, this is cool, from John 13, 17, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Doesn't do any good to know stuff and to not do it. But what if you took that time every day, 30 seconds, to write down three things that you're thankful for? God says it's his will for us to be thankful people. Why not take a tool, a simple tool, to stop and to do that every day? And even see the scientific benefits, which science, by the way, is, is you know, kind of comes from somebody the guy who created science, you know. It all makes sense. It all works together. To be grateful people, to, to make that kind of change today 
is a life changer. To really be thankful. Why don't we pray? Lord, today we thank you so much for the opportunity to to slow down, to stop for a moment and to, to worship you and to stop and to be thankful for all the amazing things you've done. Lord, teach us to be thankful people. Teach us to be grateful. Lord, show us how to establish that real habit in our lives. Lord, help us to do just this simple task of of writing down three things. Lord, thank you for, for loving us. Thank you for this time of worship together today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen.